Section 134 of Italy, France, Spain, and Portugal. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sonia. The World Story, Volume 5. Italy, France, Spain, and Portugal. Edited by Eva March Tappan. Section 134 a portuguese shooting party eighteen eighty by oswald crawford if i describe a portuguese shooting party a casada i shall be accused by some grave and intolerant readers at home of wishing to make fun of a mode of sport which differs so entirely from our own ways of conducting these matters but this is not so at all some thoughtful persons who love to go deeply into the philosophy of things may even think that the ethics of the chase are better apprehended in portugal than at home in england to obtain three days of battue shooting in the year we spend a little fortune in the wages of keepers and watchers in preserving coverts and in rearing birds we go some way to corrupt the morals of a parish and perhaps turn half a dozen idlers into felons we make tenants discontented moderate people dissatisfied at seeing wealth and labour so ill and unprofitably spent the humanitarian world is shocked at an unnecessary slaughter and the non-sporting world of thinkers are mortified to see their countrymen engaged in one other form of indefensible folly we make in short a small local revolution financial and social to get three days of what is by general consent the very dullest most monotonous and most unsatisfactory form of sport in the world nothing of this kind happens in portugal there has been no preparation whatever for the sport there is no expense and there can be no temptation to poaching where there is no artificial abundance of game there is absolutely no seriousness about the matter at all it is amusement and relaxation pure and simple that is sought for there is no heart-burning between rival shots no bribing of keepers no favouritism no ill-will possible anywhere and lastly no unpleasantly heavy bag to carry home after a long day's walking a dozen gentlemen agree to bring their dogs together and a pack numbering thirty or forty of all degrees lurchers terriers greyhounds and even pointers is collected another dozen friends and acquaintances join the party among the whole of the gentlemen six or eight only carry guns the rest sticks the cow sticks or quarter staves which are so much the badge of agriculturists of all classes that even amateur rustics gentlemen farmers on their holiday seldom go afield without one then does the chase begin many such a one have i engaged in and of many heard the incidents narrated in the fullest detail in a long and vociferous line we range through the great pine forests or the chestnut woods poking our sticks into the matted gorse and cistus banging the tree trunks with resounding blows that echo among the hollow forest aisles the dogs hunt a little wrangle bark and fight a good deal and would do so still more but for the occasional flight into their midst of a well-directed cowstick nothing in the shape of game is seen a brown wood owl indeed flitting from an ivied oak tree is immediately christened a woodcock by some imaginative person and is brought down amidst shouts of laughter by a short-sighted gentleman who holds up his eyeglass in explanation of his mistake another enthusiastic sportsman walking by my side stops me suddenly 
pressing my arm with so much emphasis that i look to see some very large game indeed afoot he points to a holly tree what is it i ask hush with his finger across his lips and he whispers in my ear a blackbird my acquaintance is proceeding to a scientific stalk but though the blackbird is legitimate game in portugal the party is too large the dignity of the occasion too great for the pursuit of such small deer responding to the loud remonstrances of every one present my companion retires from the pursuit while the blackbird takes wing and disappears with a shrill crowing call in the meantime a great commotion is taking place in the centre of our line every man shouts out qual you rabbit every dog gives tongue every stick is waved in the air thumped on the ground or thrown with random aim into the tall undergrowth several guns are fired off nothing is hit not even a dog i observe that the older and more sagacious of the pack when the first frenzy of excitement is over retire a yard or two from the coverts and watch for what may come out as a terrier watches at a rat hole we all run to and fro madly we charge and jostle each other we scratch our faces in the bushes we entangle our feet in the briars and fall head over heels we scream with excitement we shout with laughter as yet i have seen nothing but presently i make out a little animal which i should take for a very large rat if experience did not tell me it was a full-grown portuguese rabbit cantering in a leisurely manner towards two gentlemen with guns stationed on a neighbouring knoll the only members of our party not in motion these sportsmen cock their pieces and aiming apparently at the points of their own boots fire simultaneously we run up and look to where the ground is still smoking for the body of the rabbit we find nothing but the whole of the burrow over which these gentlemen were mounting guard and into which the rabbit has safely escaped we all stop for ten minutes to argue to recount and laugh over the misadventure then set off again through the unending forest glades after this episode a boy working at a saw-pit offers to show us a hare half a mile away we close with this offer and eventually we shoot both hare and boy the hare we begged in a most literal sense but the boy we only wounded very slightly so slightly indeed that he recovered almost by magic from the fearful contortions of face and body which he was making when he was presented with a silver crown and on being questioned volunteered to be shot in the same way at the same price once a day for the rest of his lifetime at first i was seriously alarmed by his howls and some of the eight gentlemen with guns who had fired sixteen barrels more or less in his direction turned pale as possible murderers the poor boy was an outsider and his interested howls were no test of his courage i am convinced that no one of our party would have made any fuss at all for a pellet or two indeed under the excitement of the rare appearance of game the fusillade at these hunts is so hot and so irregular that no man who cannot trust his nerves under fire should ever join a portuguese casada still it is use and temperament that make men cool and well as the portuguese have shown that they can stand fire in more serious fields than those of sport i do not quite think they could come up to the equanimity which i have myself seen displayed by an english gamekeeper it is within my knowledge how in a famous shooting country an underkeeper was placed in the centre of a large wood to stop the birds 
an eton boy was among the shooters and getting as boys will out of the regular line and coming near to where the keeper was posted he saw glancing through the thick underwood that person's brown gaitered legs the boy taking them for a hare fired but observing that the beast as he thought hopped away a short distance unhurt he loaded his single-barrelled gun and fired again so continuing to load and fire in hot haste the faithful servant dodging about a good deal among the bushes but never actually deserting his post at last the line of shooters and beaters came up well gentlemen said the keeper i'm glad you've come at last the little gentlemen have been a-pouring it into me terrible as to the hair of which i said we begged her in a very literal sense it happened in this way we found her on her form and she had not i am sure left it two yards before she was coursed and caught by the greyhounds attacked by the lurchers and shot by every one who had a gun consequently she was killed before she had given any sport whatever she made amends however afterwards among the pack was an ill-looking lurcher whose bad character had caused remonstrances to be addressed to the owner by the other sportsmen coitado poor dog said his possessor let him come he will be miserable if we leave him and howl so that my wife will wish herself dead he came and stuck to his master's heels the whole morning in the most exemplary manner when the hare was killed it was his master who carried her holding her by the hind legs and the dog seeing his opportunity come suddenly gripped the animal in his teeth and held on with such force as his master tried to pull it away that presently the dog was left with the head and the master with the body others of the pack attracted by the noise seized that part of the hare still held by the gentleman and got it from him while another detachment of dogs pursued the lurcher with the head in his mouth then began a novel kind of chase with more shouting and flying about of quarter-staves and laughing and tumbling down some of us tried to recover the body some chased the head we were very much out of breath before we again got together the two portions of the hare bring the needle and thread was called out the needle and thread necessities in this kind of sport where the game is set upon by such packs they were brought the decapitated quarry was cleverly sewn together the fur smoothed down and then gravely insinuated into a narrow linen bag also brought for the occasion then we pushed on again and presently a volley from the whole force brought down a red-leg partridge a little farther on and the dog started a fox in a thick piece of gorse we shot him another volley at close quarters proved fatal to a woodcock whose long bill was nearly all that remained to prove his identity and the straight shooting of the eight gentlemen who had fired then came luncheon and we fought all our battles over again killing the slain many more times than thrice then we degenerated into politics local chiefly and election matters just as we should have done at home end of section one hundred and thirty four end of the world story a history of the world in story song and art volume five italy france spain and portugal edited by eva march tappan